Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. I don't believe that for one second. I don't believe it. This is a big day on this podcast. Huge. I've been brushing up on my sports knowledge. <laughs> Let me find out what you got in you. Okay. Really not much. Yep. Gonna be short. You know, all you gotta do is look at a couple of bios real quick and you say, oh, I got it. No worries. I wikied you. Okay, here you go. Yeah. I know all about That's what you. They do. You guys, welcome to the Hey Frage Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Frazier. Producer AJ is in studio. I am so excited about today's show. I have been working to get this man on with his people for many, many months. It is our first major sports figure ever to appear on the Hey Frage Podcast. He is wildly popular in the D.C. area and not to mention throughout his NFL career. We are just blown away and so excited. And I'm just trying to, you know, keep appropriate for you. And, and you do have like a major NBC job. So I'm trying to, you know, figure which questions I can really ask you Santana Moss I mean that intro alone just you know I'm I'm flattered I'm I'm humbled (laughs) thank you for having me today you don't understand first of all you know and I already said to myself you're a married man you've been with your wife for years you have five kids I thought I'm not going to get inappropriate and talk about how hot you are Mm -hmm. like I'm not going to go there because you're really Sarah has jungle fever see when you have so when you have when you have social media people going to talk and do what they want to do anyway so it's cool it's you know oh so you don't mind you you just got to know how to you know Take that. How does so, your wife feel about that? I won't even ask the question. 
<laughs> I we ain't even going to get into it. I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, look, former NFL player, wide receiver, Santana Moss is our guest today. And, of course, you know him. He played many, many years with the Redskins. Um, I've been anxious to have you on because I want to talk about your career, your life. You also now have a very successful podcast called The Santana Moss Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned, you're on NBC. And um, you just continue to be such a great broadcaster. You, you've parlayed. Trying, trying. Well, you're doing. Do you like it? Do you like uh, doing the broadcast side of it? To be honest with you, um, in my wildest dreams, I would have never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing now. Really? Um, yeah, I tried to stay away from them guys when I was playing. Like, you know, one of the things I knew was it was my duty. I learned early, you know, in my career that I had a duty as being a professional ball player that when these guys put that camera in my face or that mic, I have to say speak up for myself and for the team. And I didn't take that, you know, um, you know too well when I first got into the league. I like to do my thing. And to me, the less you see me outside of the field, I'm okay. You know, so I like to just do my thing on the field and leave me alone. That's how I wanted my space. I'm I'm one of those guys that love my own space. I love to be off and, you know. So now that you're on the end of, Mm -hmm. you know, you're you're talking about, you're commenting on sports all the time. And and I really love chatting with you because um, Hard Knocks is like one of my favorite shows to watch. And you were saying to me, it's on HBO and it follows a team every year. You were saying that when you were in it and playing, you couldn't couldn't watch watch any of that. No, I didn't like watching it because, you know, some (laughs) of the things you see on on some of these outlets, some of it is negative or portrayed to be negatively. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to see some of the things that I'm like, man, that's false. Or you have people coming to you, man, so that's going on, or this is going on. Hard knocks, hard knocks is something that's really actually going on. It's like reality TV of football. football of you the know? NFL. So, so when I watched that, yeah, I would tune in and see a couple of guys in training camp, but most of the time it was doing training camp. And I didn't want to see other guys going through what I was going through at the time. My mind wanted to be clear of what I just experienced that day. So watching them practice and go through their emotions, I didn't want to see it. So now that I'm removed from it, oh, I tune in. I'm, I'm, I'm front and center looking at what's going on because you want a piece of that. You want to be, you want to keep yourself involved in what you know best. Well, and I want to talk about your career as a Redskin. Of course, you know, in this town in, in D.C., everybody talks about the Redskins. Yes. You know, everyone, this town sort of hinges as far as like happiness on if the Redskins are doing well, if they're not doing well. And unfortunately, for the past several years, that organization seems like yeah. it hasn't done well. And I think it's fascinating that you're here today because you have an inside look into that. And then, um, you know, I just want to talk in general about you have a gorgeous family, your kids, how you keep all that together. You seem like such a well-rounded, you know, individual. It's it's great to see you yeah. having all this success. You know, sometimes, I mean, you feel like this. You know, when you see someone walk the way they walk, you don't always really know them. All you can just take from what you see, and that's me, you know, in a nutshell. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not perfect. And I'm far from perfect. Oh, good. Let's but, talk about that. But I just try to do me. <laughs> How bad? The, it, I mean, who knows? <laughs> I don't know if you can put it on a scale and say, well, he's terrible. <laughs> but I'm not perfect. No, no doubt. You know, I just try to handle business, though. I'm always been a guy that take care of business. You know, regardless of how I do it. it, might not be the way you know or someone else know, but I do it the way I know. And as long as everybody getting taken care of, that's all I care about. So tell me this. Tell me about your years uh, playing for the, the Redskins, because you played 10 seasons yes. with the Redskins, which is an incredible amount of time as a wide receiver receiver. Um, how did you end up at the Redskins organization? Well, I was drafted in 2001 by the Jets. Um, spent four years there. The, the four years I spent there, to be honest with you, um, there was better than the 10 years I spent here when it comes to playing-wise. Far really? As far as seeing the postseason. Three out of four years I was in the postseason and playing on the big stage. So, you know, when it comes to that part of the game, you're like, man, you know, it's all, you know, I, I always say the grass isn't always greener. 
to right. me, leaving New York, the grass was green over here for me. I mean, I just felt like they wanted me more. They wanted to use me like I wanted to be used. And it was a time for me to go. You know, some things happen for a reason. You have to go someplace or learn from someplace to go elsewhere. Right. And I felt like that was like my stage of go to New York, grow up, and then now it's time for you to go play some real football. And I did that. And when I got here in 05, I mean, we we hit off like like a good girlfriend and boyfriend who met for the first time and 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 it was you know hard eyes or whatever you want to call it and and I love you at first sight all that stuff that's how my first year was with the Redskins I mean week one week two week three it was like a smash and it was all a blur because right. it was happening so fast and before you know it now we're in the postseason again I'm riding high I'm like man I can I can get used to this but nine years after that I saw that that postseason only two other times. Wow. So in ten years, which I love these every every bit of every year here, the ups, the downs, the you know the climbing back into the you know the race of thicker things, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed the, those experiences here, and even that's why I'm still here in the area now. But when it comes to the plan side of it, you can you can probably say that or arguably say that you know my my ball years in New York. I had better experiences when it comes to having that chance to go to the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. Is that like a big regret for you, by the way, that you never you never got a Super Bowl ring? You never I mean, I mean I've gotta think, I mean, what's fascinating to me about professional athletes and why I think we adore professional athletes in this country is mm-hmm. the level of play that you have to keep up is just insanity. Yeah. And like you are I mean, you are such an elite group of people. You know, when you watch hard knocks, you watch these guys that are massive, my God, they give their lives their families are sick they go anyway and it's like such a small shot yeah. to make it happen and you've been in that room right. you know that's the part that when I look back and seeing the things that I did yeah. the things I sacrificed to be where I was at and to have the afterlife that I'm having now I you know I think back off the time often and say to myself if I did things differently would I've had the success right. because trust me I learned the hard way early in my career. It was bumpy, you know. I like mean, in I got, what way? I got hurt early, you know. Okay. I got hurt my first year before I even played in a preseason game. Okay, hurt my knee and I was put on the shelf for like twelve weeks. Didn't play all the way until like week, you know, thirteen or twelve of the season, my first rookie year. Right. And when I came off of that injury, just the ups and downs of dealing with other injuries because my body wasn't ready to go out there and run. I wanted to be the guy that I know I, you know, I was just a year ago in college. And everything just wasn't lining up. And instead of me learning to say, okay, Tanner, you was put back for these amount of months. Now it's time for you to rebuild this body or rebuild this body while you're put, you know, put put on the shelf. So when you come back, you'll be ready to go. I didn't go through those stages. I went back out there and thinking I could just be the old Tanner. Uh. And then you pull your you pull your groin, you pull your hamstring, you pull your quads. Now they're looking at you like, is he the guy that we really want? And then you telling yourself like so now you have you have doubt you don't know if this is going to be the career that you hoped it to be. Okay, this is this is like my thing that I always want to emulate about you and other athletes, right? Is is it seems like you have to develop a mental toughness that is insane because honestly, when you watch shows like Hard Knocks or you watch ESPN or you listen to your show, I mean, everybody's talking about you like basically you're just this disposable commodity mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Was that like? Hurtful. I mean, I know. I know you're a it man. Hurts. Like no, you probably don't. I mean, if it I, if it were me, I'd have so much self doubt. I'd <laughs> no, be like, oh my god, what? what's going on? It hurts to the point to where that's why I didn't pay attention to it. Right. That's why when my friends was up, my friends will tell you right now. When I played, they knew that when Tanner come down those stairs, when they start seeing them slides come down those stairs, those bearing shoes, 
<laughs> turn from whatever they watching sports wise, ESPN, yeah. whatever it is, you know, NFL Network, whatever it is talking about, you know, different teams. Turn because I didn't want to see or hear the stuff that was going on that I had to experience. Because that would day. be the shit that got in you your know, head, exactly. and you, you weren't don't like. Don't allow it. You know, I'm yeah. big on I'm big on negative energy. I don't right. like it. If you're negative, you could be my best friend. I know you're negative. We'll be best friends from afar. I just know when to have you around. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I just don't like people that have negative vibes. So if it was like, that's like I said, as far as the media, I sought out certain people and say, that's negative. He's negative. He's negative. Every time he writes about me, it's negative. Every time she says something about yes. the team, it's negative. Every time he says something, all you guys that I felt that was negative, I didn't. I wasn't no different to you than I was to the others who I liked, who talked well. I just made sure that I I gave you less than I gave the others. Right. I didn't want to be around. How did you all those years kind of stay out of any, you know, drama? Like, I love following, you know, for better or worse, like uh, Josh Gordon is an interesting figure mm-hmm. to me. I mean, obviously, addiction is such a terrible, yeah. you know, thing. But you see a guy who's so talented, um, but yet continues to be in, um, you know, in the headlines all the time mm-hmm. for, uh, unfortunately, having this amazing opportunity, but can't keep it together. How did you avoid? I mean, because going back and researching you, there were a couple of ups and downs yeah. uh you know you were accused of using human growth hormone at mm-hmm. some point you had a little bit of a twitter feud with rg3 but mm-hmm. for the most for years several seasons you, you knock like on wood never... cross your fingers and pray really <laughs> i literally i knocked on wood every day and i prayed every night and i just you know i mean honestly it's hard but it's I, some of those things i laugh about you know like the human growth hormone thing that okay, tell that me cost that story. me How did that, that to me that cost me a pro bowl and uh, a new deal that, I mean, I got a new deal, but I didn't get what I was ex- expected to get from what I just, you know, the product that I gave them. I didn't get it because I felt like me being caught up in something that I had no no dealings with, it kind of shocked me. Okay, but how does that happen? So, like, they randomly drug test. No, so this would happen. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. So, um, I was using a doctor that someone told me I had a bum knee. Okay. Bum knee. I'm talking about my knee was hanging. I went to I went to to Atlanta to to my personal doctor and he had a doctor that said hey let's check out this knee and see what we can do while I was in the off season so we can get you right for the season this is 2009 going into 2010 season I go see this doctor in Atlanta he tells me immediately you got a year on this knee I'm like what? Wow! <laughs> no, so you know any athlete that's told that you can't do something, they're gonna push it to the extreme and prove you wrong or prove their self right in their mind and, and do what they have to do. So I heard about this doctor in Canada that gives me, uh, I think at the time it was called Simvix shots, where they're putting that that uh, liquid or gel in my knee that so I won't be on bone on bone. Okay. So that's what he was doing. I was going to Canada getting these shots from him, which they're. Nothing wrong with that. Totally legal. Everyone around the world gets those who has knee problems, who has, you know, bone on bone. So that's legal, you know, and he was a great doctor. Guys know him, you know, worldwide. But he's not licensed to come over here and do a lot of that stuff. So you have to go over there. Um, We was in training camp, and I didn't know at the time it was guys on my team that was using them too. I knew it was guys on other teams that was using them. Sure. And, you know, I called them. Like, one of the things about me, if I need something done, regardless of what, day and time or what you know part of the year is i'm going to call and say hey i need to come to you or you coming to me i got to go out here and practice i need this work yeah so at the time i called him like hey i need you over here and he was coming to see someone on the team already and some other guys and other teams and his um i'm not sure if she's his assistant or someone who worked with him had his bag 
she got caught with his bag that had all his stuff, whatever he was using for every sure, visit. Sure, for any anybody so else, yeah. I had only thing that he had dealing with me at the time when she got caught and when he got caught was my name was on his ticket. So, oh, wow. so, so then whoever posted it was probably Washington Post. I don't know who it was. Yeah, they, but it was crazy. they seemed to be the ones. It was that... crazy because the day before they came out with it, one of the guys came to me. It was almost like one of those. I'm finna, I'm finna throw him under the bus, but let's see if he run himself over. A guy came to me and said, Santana, check it. If somebody on your team has been using human growth hormone, which we already knew the ins and outs about that. That doesn't make you Wait, nothing. and when you see the ins and outs, like, is everybody sort of use? is everybody playing that game? Well, you human, know, you see Julian uh, Edelman? No, human growth hormone is, and, and I don't know the whole big facts about okay. it all, but we all have it in us. And most of okay. the guys that don't play ball or the actors and movie stars that get back into yes. those shapes and stuff. They use it to get their stuff back. Human growth I'm trying to take it myself. It's basically something that's going to basically make young. you feel like you're 18 all over okay, again. Okay, yes, When thanks, it comes sorry. to how your body heals. You know okay. what I'm saying? So the guy came to me like, hey, we hear somebody on your team is taking human growth hormone. How do you feel about it? I was like, well, shit, that's their business. Yeah. I, it's not mine. <laughs> I don't care. He's like, but you don't feel that, you know, if they're doing that, you know, that's they shouldn't be doing I said, look, that don't make you play better. So at the end of the day, whatever they're doing, they're doing. If it's illegal, then they'll, they'll see about that. I, I have no dealings with it, so I don't care. Walked away from it. The next day I wake up, I swear it was a dream. Oh. ES, uh, ESPN has, Santana Moss has been, uh, I forgot what they even said, but said that I was the guy using human growth hormones. So I'm like, let me lay back down, turn over, and uh, maybe <laughs> I'm just seeing things. And I woke back up, and then I get my phone blowing up. Mike Shanahan, well, this is his first year here. He like, hey, don't come to the uh, Redskin Park. I want you uh. to just stay home. I said, hell no, nah, I'm coming. I, you gonna you gonna put my name in? You gonna involve me yeah, in this? Right. And I can't come and speak on my word. You know, speak on my name. And he was like, look, Tanner, I know this doctor. I know him very well from guys who use him. Great doctor. Whatever happens, happens. But you know, I, we know already. If you saw me that year. When they said this, I was 210 pounds. Wow. Worst shape of my life. Wow. We know human growth hormone makes you. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, give me some of that. I know I was like, man, look, I'm at my worst state right now. I haven't been running because of my knee. I haven't, you know, been training because of my knee. And all I've been doing is trying to get this knee better. If I was taking that, I would look like, you know, uh, uh, you know, a specimen right now. And how did that cost you a Pro Bowl? So, they- so this would happen. This is what I, and this is why I say that. So so you heard it blast. It blasted yeah. across ESPN. Later on that day before I left and went back to Miami, it was stated again, basically, that, no, I had dealings with the doctor who was caught with it. See how they changed it? Yeah. Changed it as I'm the guy. Welcome then to now the media. Is he have dealings with this doctor who was caught with it. So it don't make me look no better. It's just saying that, oh, well, we was wrong, but we're not going to admit that we was wrong. We're going to just post it again in a different light. So long story short, when I say it came in the front door and went out the back, that's how quick it was over. Like, I came back to practice the next week. Three people asked me about it, and by Wednesday, no one bothered me again about it. Um, the the um, Who was it at the time? Uh, Roger Cadell, whatever, whoever his name is and whatever. He walks in, hey, I got to speak with you about this matter. We know that you ain't had nothing to do with it. We're going to act like we're talking about something. Shook my hand. I walked out the door. Wait, so Roger Goodell he had to addressed come here, you? He had to come here and address me because really? it wow. was that kind of a matter. But wow. he knew. Like You can look at the research. Look at my body already. I'm in my worst state. So Damn. how can you put that on me? But it was somebody that we knew. I'm not going to say no names. It was somebody else doing it. And it just so happened that I made the, I made the ticket. So I take the blame. Why I say I missed out on a Pro Bowl that year, 
at 210 pounds, if you go look at me and look at me from all my playing years, 2010 season was Mike Shanahan's first year here. I caught 93 balls, the most I ever caught in my life right. as an NFL pro. At that time, I was 31, 32 years old, I believe, 31 years old, caught 93 balls, never caught 90, never caught 80-plus ever. And at that state, I caught 93, had 1,100-something yards. Wow. I didn't get a vote for a Pro Bowl. I'm a shoe-in. I'm a shoe. I'm second in the league in catches. Damn, do I'm you fourth. think that basically that little I know. thing? No, I know. That little I thing. Know. I know because that's how this league is. Really? I know. That's what they do. Ah. You know what I mean? So here I am, and it's my contract year. And so it's my contract they year. Kind of using that against you? No, like for, it ain't kind of. That it was used. They use that against you to pay you less. No, it's no. So I don't say they use it against me, to pay me less, because they still pay me well. But if I go to that Pro Bowl, I'm getting more than what I got because now I'm right. considered still a Pro Bowl caliber player. I put the numbers up, so you couldn't take that from me. But you couldn't have that notion that not over over your head saying right. that you still that caliber of a player. And so going into that, to those negotiation periods in the offseason, and that was our lockout year. So having all that behind us, and I'm sitting there on my, you know, my, my offseason in a lockout year, I'm sitting here like, I knew for a fact I can't use Pro Bowl with this whole talks of my new deal. And Damn. if I can use Pro Bowl, that's, mo- that's a couple of more Probably hundred thousand like, I mean, million, you name it. Does that still? I love, I love like the passion that of you talking about this. I'm sure it's, it's. It don't bother me does now. It bother you? It bothered yeah. me then. It bothered I me bet. then because I like only me. You know, I felt that way. I said, yeah, only like why me. is this happening to it me? It always got no. And I'm not like why. I just felt like I've always found myself in something like that that was going to hold me back when I did nothing. It was always mm. going to be somebody else's doing that's going to cause me from eating like I supposed to. My right. do. You know, I always felt like I gave it my all. So never cared about what somebody else made. Never cared about what they gave me. Just give me my, give me what's due. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So and when you did at the end of the day, when I put like up that. the numbers, just give me what I'm due. And when I got that deal, I looked at it like, see, this is an old man deal. This is that, oh, you got a couple more years. But remember, they told me I ain't only had but one more year on this knee. No one else knew it. And, be all, and I knew that, you know. After that, you went how many years? After? Um, so that was 2010. I played four more years. <laughs> I wow. played until 2014. So tell me that, you know, sh- shifting gears a little bit, there's so much uh, discussion about the Redskins organization. Yeah. You know, why they never seem to, to get it together. And um, this past weekend, they saw some of the lowest attendance ever yeah. at FedEx Field. So you have all the inside baseball about that. What's your, I mean, you know, I listen to your podcast. I, I hear a lot of, of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But what? Do you think is the Redskins organization is their biggest hang up that they can't seem to win? I don't know. I, I wish I knew because I've been searching myself, even as a player. I've really? been searching to see, like, man, what is it about us that we can't seem to shake this cloud? You know, and it's like crazy because we'll find a way to get it going. And then some odd reason we're back square one again. So I've been searching for that, 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 that memo or something that's out there that's saying, here's your reason why you're not successful. Wait, but this is what's fascinating. How does a Bill Belichick, year after year, with various combinations of players, like what do you think is happening in that organization? Do you think he's well, just like so rigid, at, but guys buy in? No, or do you no. think? I mean, he does what he does well, but it's a lot of mad scientists behind the scenes that you don't know about. You think? Like I what know. kind of stuff? I know. Just coaches that you never hear that get no credit for doing a great job. And I think sometimes it's about the makeup. But, you know, I can't throw shade and say we don't have the makeup when it comes to in our organization, but I do believe it's some of the things that just need to be done. You know, I mean, I, I love all the coaches that I played for, 
Um, some of them were sterner than others. Some of them probably was better coaches than others. But I just feel like at the end of the day, they only could do so much. I right. I, I I do believe that, you know, it's about getting the guys in, the proper guys in. You can have pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing about football, people look at who you have. We got Alex Smith. We got Richardson. We got, you know, this guy, that guy. You can have pieces. In my years, we had pieces. We had Cooley. You had myself. You had mm-hmm. Portis. You had, you know, you name it on defense. We had Sean Taylor. We had uh, Sean Springs. We had uh, Fred Smoot. We had Fred yeah. Davis. We had pieces everywhere. But if you're not stern in that front line, offensively and defensively, you can't win. You can put up all the numbers and points you want. But if these guys have to be the best on your team, they have to be the best of the best. If I don't have a great uh, front on defense that's getting out to the quarterback, look, me and, me and um, uh, D. Hall talked the other day, and we watched the game. We in NBC Studios getting ready for our shows. And I said, D.R., one of the things, I said, do you remember when we played New England and they had you on West Worker in the slot? And I, I, I got off the bench that, for that game because I want to see D.R. work on this guy. I know D.R. is one of the best corners that I faced every day in practice right. and every day watching him in the league. So I wanted to see him do work on a, play, a player who I thought highly of, but I also gave him a lot of credit because he had a, a guy like Tom Brady. I watched D.R. lock this guy up, but Tom Brady had a year to throw the ball. Wes Welker won 25 routes before he got the ball. Oh, wow. And by the time he got the ball, D. Hall is exhausted. Wes Welker's exhausted because he done ran so many jukes and moves to just sure. to get open. And I'm looking at D. Hall shaking my head like, you're going to get killed today because your line ain't doing nothing. Our line wasn't doing anything. Wow. So when a quarterback has time, anyone can get open. It don't matter who you – you got prime time himself in his prime out there. If a quarterback has time for you to do second, third, fourth option routes, anyone can be open. So – I've always been a, a a big fan of seeing teams or playing against teams that had all that, that right. had the true makeup. That's what New England has. They find a way to have the best couple of guys up front to protect Tom. And we're going to feel in this because when it comes to skilled players, as long as you're skilled, as long Every, as you have a skill, right. we can make you look better. We can, we can make you better. You know, that's one thing about having a great quarterback. I didn't necessarily have to be the Santana Moss who I was coming in or, you know, for the things I've done. I could have been bigger or better than what I've shown, but I've never had the guy that I can always just get, you know, uh, grow with. Sure. I had guys here and there. So I have a year with a guy, and then, then he's gone. I have another year with a guy, and he's gone. So it's hard to have musical chairs as a quarterback and being a receiver and having to see a different arm or a different face throwing you the ball every year. And that's something that we never had here to stick, and then we never had those guys up front to really be – dominant on both sides and, you know you and I have obviously we both podcast and and do our shows out of podcast village so I've run into you I've had conversations with you outside of of speaking to you live yeah. um but people blame the Redskins organization lack of winning on Dan Snyder <laughs> and and you said you've always had a good relationship yeah, with him I love Dan Dan does so much um he bends over his and beyond to make sure this team can be the team that we want it to be, you know. So you think I, that's wrong? Look, that basically you gotta understand he's... this. You gotta understand this. This is the thing that I separate myself from when it comes to people, because mm-hmm. a lot of people have what they have for Dan or the way they feel about Dan because how he handles business. Got it. The business part of the thing that I don't know nothing about. You know? Sure. The only business I knew about is running between those white lines for him. And, and how he treated me outside of those white lines. So at the end of the day, I will have the feeling that I have for him or have, you know, praise him the way I do. But you got to understand something. Most um, dominant businessmen or successful businessmen have to be a guy you don't like. 
Right. They have to be a guy that, <laughs> know, you know yeah. what, I really don't like him, but guess what? He's wealthiest all outdoors, and, and he has numerous things working for him. So I, I don't That's knock him for being— why I'm living in an apartment. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> knock him for being the guy who, who he is. I just knock the people who really don't know him. Like, I understand the team hasn't been what everyone wants it to be. Trust me, I'm here, too. I want it to be successful. Right. I want Coach— Gruden to be a coach that we can see here next year and next year and next year. You want that one coach that can stay around and build something. And I hate – that's why I get so hard on the players because I was once one of those guys in them locker rooms. Sure. F what the coach is doing. We have to be better. You know what I'm saying? So I was always that guy. I was always that guy like, what more can I do? You know, yeah. Now, if the coach fell short of giving me opportunities, then, yeah, I'm scratching my head and talking about his head, too. I might not talk about him in front of his face, but, <laughs> yeah, that man ain't throw me the ball today, so I ain't <laughs> saying nothing to him. But to be real with you, man, we have too many right now. I look at our team. We got too much, too much talent across the board for us not to look better. Looking like the 2009 or the 2016 it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna make it. You have to be better, and these guys have the makeup. I feel, but also it's early, so I don't like to dwell on stuff. Like I, like you, okay, you don't make predictions. Week, we talk all week about you know week two. It's right. week three. Yeah, it's over. Those guys looking at it, it's over. What, what day it is? Wednesday. Yes, it's over. Once they came into the office today, it's behind you. How how great, how bad, whatever it was you did on Sunday, it's behind you. Move on. Okay, tell me this. Hold up your hand. By the way, why is every NFL player's <laughs> pinky like totally jacked up? Oh, every man. NFL guy you see, well, like, is well, that I got just more than how? Pinky. Pinky, Wait, now what finger, is that? Index. Okay, hold, oh my God, your camera's right here. Like I, oh my lord, these hands. Is that just from catching a football and it's like landing on your hands? Man. Nah, not landing balls, just breaking them. I <gasps> broke this one. Uh, Vinny Testaverde broke this one. Uh, this one was broke before I became an NFL player, but it was rebroke by, I believe, even Donovan McNabb or RG. One of them, <laughs> Dan- one of them broke that. Ah. And I remember this right here. See, it don't look that bad because I, I had a spin on it for like a year, but I know RG got this one. Oh, my God. Are and you worried by the one, time you'll be 80? Like, I mean, all those, they'll be really I separated. Just, I just live life, man. You'll be able to put a day, baseball between those me, two. Whatever's coming for me, I hope I get it all in before it comes. <laughs> all right, fuck it. I don't want to talk about sports anymore. I want to talk about your life outside of, of sports. Yeah. What do you do? You live in Virginia. Yeah. You live in Northern Virginia. You have five children. You've been yeah. married to your wife post high school. That's amazing. How have you guys kept your relationship together? Because, I mean, when you were playing, you must have all these, like, horrors just, like, throwing themselves at you. By being private, you know, that's how we keep really? it together. You just don't, you don't, you don't, you don't be out there in uh, uh, the spotlight with it. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, like I said, I'm a guy that be here mostly, and my family is in Miami. So I just, like I say, I, I move, I move to a different beat. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I think that's the only way you can sometimes, you know, allow things to uh, manifest. By you can't always be up under somebody. And you know, I'm, I'm him. I'm one of those guys that, you know, next week you might see me, and I have a different tone or, or a different. I'm a Gemini too, so I go through my days when. When I'm a different person, and I, I'm honest enough to tell you that I, it's me. That's really? why I say I can't be so, like you, Mr. Perfect to you guys because I'm not him. I'm not. I'm far from him. So everybody lives life, and everybody has their ups and downs. And I just try to make sure that mine's is mine's, and I don't have to worry about putting it out there all the time. So how is it like? You know, I'm sure playing in the NFL probably prepared you for being a parent because um, you know you have to motivate your kids, inspire your kids. So do you see yourself Way before then? Really? Way before then. Like way you before were then. like preparing to be a parent was, way before that? Look, I'm gonna tell you this. I looked at my my younger brothers like I, like I was their dad when when we was growing up. My dad and mom worked their behinds off every day. 
And when my dad wasn't around to do the things that, you know, he was, you know, that far as going out and playing catch and all that, I did that with my younger brothers. I remember at the time when you knew the schedule. Your mom right. would call you, say, I got this on the stove. It's already cooked. Turn on this pot, this pot to warm it up or turn, put this in the mic. Everything is good. We'll be home. I'll be home at a certain time. You know, your dad, his hours was going to be. And so it's you. It's just you and your two younger brothers. What you going to do? So I'm the guy of the house right now. So I have to show, I have to lead by example, and I have to make sure I keep these guys in line. And I don't remember a time of me not doing that. And that carry over to wow. me being the guy that when we played ball or ran track, my parents didn't have to be out there because Tanner was going to handle it. I was going to be the guy to make sure my brothers had their bags packed, they had their lunches, they had everything. If, even if we had to get to the park and they wasn't there, we was going to get to that park. I was going to make sure we got there. And I got a friend of mine, uh, he passed away, and I shared this story with a lot of folks. So my friends, I, I, you know, I was one of those guys that grew up in a neighborhood where I saw most, like, almost 10 of my closest friends go to prison at the same time. Mm. You know, I lived in a neighborhood where it was, it, it was, it was gang violence and from and both sides. You grew up in Miami. Grew up in Miami. Okay, in a suburb and, of Miami. And, and this part is uh, Carroll City, and mm. that's which is called now Miami Gardens. And in Carroll City at the time where I stayed at called Murder Grove, it was an area called Murder Grove. A, a lot of my friends that I was, and I called them friends because, yeah, we did everything together. From every every day I woke up in the morning, I went to the park, that's who I played with. If we went to the candy candy store, you know, Frozen Cup Lady House, that's what I did with these guys. It was a bunch of guys that just went to prison at the same time. And I was a guy there that my dad had been preaching to me so much, and I had been going to prisons to see my uncle so much that my dad told me stories about how he got in here, how this guy got in here. What I don't want you to do, what I don't want to see you doing when you're growing up. As a kid, you do the opposite at times. You say, yeah. well, you know what? My dad told me it was hot, but I still want to touch that stove. So me being that kid that always heard these preaching, this, these, these long stories on my rise to go see my uncle locked up or this rise period. When I got outside with those friends that was doing some of the similar things, I was there with them, but I just wouldn't do it. Right. I wouldn't do it. I right. felt like I couldn't be that guy to say, well... Since he do, he's doing this, he's a bad person. No, that's my friend. Right. I just know better than doing it. So when my brothers them would come into that part, I would break off from those guys. I would break off and make sure they didn't get the chance to see what I saw because I knew I was strong enough inside, you know, my, my mental capacity where I was at at that point of time in my life. I didn't I wasn't easily persuaded. Wow. You know what I mean? I was Damn. so focused on you what I like wanted. I was so focused on what I wanted out of life. I knew where I had just came from. I, I spent my first early childhood years in Liberty City. The things I saw there growing up before mm. my brothers them even got a chance to walk and really see the things I saw, it was like no other. I literally wow. seen the worst of the worst on my walks to school, outside my window at night. I saw the worst of worst. So wow. to get a chance to go to Carroll City and now you're living in a bigger house, it, it's, it's bigger than where you was at. You know, I was in a one bedroom with five people here, and then now I'm in a three bedroom with those same five people, you, you have your little space now, but it's, oh. it's it's no different in the streets. The streets are still the same. It's just a little different because now it's gangs and it's it's groups and it's cliques. So whenever I got a chance to be that father figure or big brother, I was a big brother always. I was To me, I was number one big brother. My friend told me when he got out of prison, he said, hey, he said, Lil Santana, he's always called me Lil Santana. Name was Duke. And he was an older guy. He used to literally knock on my door to get me out the house to play football with the older guys. And my dad's one of those dads. He'd come outside, so where you going with my son and and what y'all finna be doing? Like, he didn't play, you know? He yeah, didn't play. Yeah, sure. And I'm sitting there like, man, let me go outside and play football. He like, nah, Mr. Moss, we finna go over here to the park. I got him. You know, this man here, he's first-round pick on my team. He he He's the baddest little shorty out here in the field. 
And my dad like, yeah, I know, but just make sure he get home safe. And every day I saw a kid or a person mm. or a dude I knew get, you know, helicopter come and get a guy because they breaking them up. I'm talking about we, wow. we out there playing real smash mouth football and I'm 12 years old and I'm playing with 18 and 19 years old. So I was always built that way. You know, I was always built tough because of my upbringings from my uncles, cousins growing up with them. And then now I'm seeing this stuff Antenna. live and in color. But I knew that I had two younger brothers. And if I allowed them to see the things I saw, maybe they're not as strong as me. Mentally, maybe they they are you know followers. I don't sure, know, right. so I don't want to chance it and find out the hard way. Let me give them somebody to follow me. So Ow. I did everything that I could do to make sure they didn't see it. I can't believe you had that. Um, just like you already had that thought instilled in you Look, at like ten. I told that's somebody. I, I told a, I told a, and so that same guy he told me when he was locked up. He say. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frazier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two zero. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. 
you know, I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. I told he was telling guys like, look, that guy right there, I knew he was going to make it. He said he was different from every kid in the block. Wow. He said, I knew he was going to, he said, he said, we, and he told me the story, he said, Tanner, I ain't never share this with you. He said, but remember when we used to be at the park and we'd be over there doing something wrong, probably shooting dice. They probably was smoking. They probably was doing whatever. And I'll be around. And, you know, I ain't going to lie. You know, I partook in some of those things, but it was to a certain extent. Yep. And when I saw my brothers or saw my dad car, break off. Let me slide out of here a little bit and make sure that no one saw me doing this. And let me go. Over. We kids. At the end of the day, you're sure, going to try sure. stuff. So he said, remember when you used to see those little boys walk through the gate? He said, man, all the guys around there, he said, you know, we'd be in another state of mind and we just having fun. But he said, we'd be like, oh, y'all so cute. Look at him playing with his little brothers. And I used to throw, throw the ball to my little brothers oh. and we'd be in our own little world over there, just us three. Having a little good time. He said, man, we used to laugh at that so much. And then we see you the next day, you back around us. And we ain't say nothing about it. We giggle. We have little side jokes about it. But you would never know. He said, Tanner, when I was locked up, the first thing I thought about, I wish I had a brother like you. Wow. But he's a guy who's way older than me. This guy's this guy's got me by six or seven years. And he said, Tanner, I wish I had a brother like you because you knew where you was at at that young age, man. You knew something about wow. what was around you. And he said, I don't know where it came from, but he said, that's what made me know that you was always going to be who you were. Do you do you sit back? I mean, obviously your kids have lived a completely different life than you did. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it makes you incredibly proud of all your hard work. Is it also like, 
Wow. I mean, how far they've come in. And they're probably, they're never going to know struggles like that that yeah. you went through. Has that been a tough I preach, to- man. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm basically my dad all over wow. again. You know how they, they have these commercials now. Like, <laughs> you become your parents. You become yes. your parents. <laughs> I'm him. Dad. My mom always said, like your damn daddy. I'm like, ah, I don't want to be like my daddy. <laughs> but no, I'm him. I'm him. I talk, man. I talk. I know it's wow. crazy because um, people you know, are. I just want to interrupt you for one second because we always stream live on Facebook. Uh, okay. You can just follow my Hey Fridge podcast. But people are saying, uh, Santana, this is epic. Yeah. Uh, Janelle Harwood said, I've never actually heard your podcast or heard you speak, but I'm just absolutely loving Don't this. Tune in. Rodan- Rosanna <laughs> says, loving it. People are giving you lots of hearts and likes. I think they love, appreciate you know, it. you, you, and you're just so, um, you know, you're so willing to go there and share yeah, your I story. Mean, it's, it's life. It's life. And then I feel like sometimes you need to share so they can really know who you are you know right. one of the things that I, I i live by um it is it's a quote by maya angelo and i when i when i heard this quote that's me yeah i say damn it it brought chills to me and my hair stood up on my arm she said people may forget what you said people may forget what you did but they'll never forget how you made them feel right it's me you know, and that's how I, I've always been that person, regardless of who I am to you in your eyes or what you see me do. I'm going to treat you like I want to be treated. I'm no bigger than you. Just a person that my profession led me to something a little different than yours. Yeah. And whether I want to sit there and say being a pro athlete means that I supposed to, you know, sit around and toot my own horn or not. No, no, I'm just fortunate. And I understand I've been that guy sitting in that window of that car or that cutlass watching people be fortunate. And I'm like, I want that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So at wow. the end of the day, at the end of the day, what makes me different? I worked. I worked yeah. just like them. However they got it, I did the same thing. So I just appreciate life because it teaches you so much. And the only way you learn from it is by going through it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, I can honestly say that whatever my mom and my dad didn't have, they gave us everything so eventually we can give them. Right. That's what you do to your kids. You say, and they didn't live through everything we did. They didn't say, you need to go out here and be a pro. You need to go out. No. Right. Be a kid. Have fun. But at the end of the day, I'm going to show you what I want you to have. I, I'm going to show you the greater things. I tell my brothers them all the time. Do y'all remember when dad used to come home from work and he'd be like, get in the car. And we go off. And we ride. And we ride in Coconut Grove. Um you know, Pembroke Pines, and we just look at houses. And these were like rich, rich neighborhoods rich in Florida. Rich neighborhoods. He said, okay, and my dad was working for like... Florida Power and Light. He was the guy that either turned your lights on or turned them off. He said, wow. yeah, I worked over here today, and I wanted to bring y'all over here. I want to show y'all these houses. Oh I want, I want y'all to take it in. You know, wow. so I'd sit in there and be like, I want it. You know, I wow. want it. And I'd go out there and work for it. And I, I didn't know football was going to be the thing, but it was my thing be- before I knew I could really make a living from it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It was the one thing that I felt like if if you had to ask me 25 times from the age of six to the age of 18 what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I grew up, I was going to tell you a professional football player. From day one, I knew that was me. And I've heard so much, oh, you ain't going to do it. Oh, you can't do it. Oh, you. And guess what? Watch me. Because I've done did all that I was told that I couldn't, or I done came as far as that I see people that couldn't. You know what I'm saying? I watched guys that was either better on my or on the same caliber that fell off because they didn't have the same mindset. So that that's why I just enjoy being me because I understand you grow from what you experience. If you don't experience it, you ain't gonna grow. 
Um, when is your motivational tour starting? Because I really need a ticket. Uh, seriously, oh. you could take over for Tony Robbins. Uh, okay. So, like, wh- what's the goal for you, by the way? Because, P.S., I could see you replacing, like, Steve Harvey. Like, I'm getting I'm getting these Steve Harvey I vibes. Know, like, man. you I mean, are so motivational. I never, I never, look. Holy shit, I didn't. I just, life, that's a side of you I've never my seen. My thing that I like about just being able to live is just, as long as... I'm going going upward, you know. I don't have a goal up there that say I want to reach. Really? I just want to continue to climb, you know. It's no to me. I, I don't feel like it's it's nowhere you can really say I'm at the peak. I'm at the top. It's it's no top. It's just like it's up there. That ladder just goes, you know. So I don't have a goal up there, but I've always strived for the best, and that's that's my thing. You know, people tell you you want a hundred. Being a player, a guy will say I'm going to the game with this mindset. La la la. I want hundred yards. I want this. I want five catches. I want a touchdown. Nah, I want to put the work in through the week. So whatever happens Sunday is gonna be great. Regardless of what happens, I'm going to give you my all because I put the work in. And that's all I do. I work my behind off and I grind to a different beat, you know. And and I feel like when I do that, I should be rewarded. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, look, I want to take questions. People, uh, I put up yesterday yeah, that you were going to be on. Tons of people had questions. Um, AJ, can you hand me my cell phone? And by the way, um, I meant to give this to you at the start. Now, as I mentioned, you need to be listening to the Santana Moss Show. You have a yes. very successful podcast. Appreciate that. Uh, Travis Thomas is your uh, co-host. You guys are great together. You have great chemistry. Um, and but And I wanted you to feel comfortable on today's show. You're sponsored by Paisano, <laughs> so I got you a pizza. Big time pizzas. Uh, you know you have a Pizano's you have a big sponsorship. Oh my god! Uh, so I just I got you. I heard uh, peppers and sausage oh, yeah. was your favorite pizza. Oh, you know what? Uh, Today's a cheat day. This for you. Today's <laughs> a cheat day. Last so night, crazy. last night. Look, I was with the I was with the guys who own Paisano's, Fuad. And Iman and all those guys, and they was talking about, come on, Tanner, you want me to order a pizza for you? And I'm like, no, I don't want to cheat tonight because I ain't going to be able to run it off. And they like, darn, man, I wish I wish I had that kind of discipline. I'm like, look, brother, I'm only going to cheat when I know I can run it off or do something with it. So guess what? This would be ran off Well, I tune into your show. <laughs> I hear you guys it. mentioned Paisano's, and I thought, well, I don't want you yeah. to come here and feel uncomfortable. Oh, so I got God. you Cheetos. I got you a Paisano's pizza so we can right. give them. You all right, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I like you way before the pizza, but I'm just going to let you know. I appreciate well, that. Well, to be honest, pretty Producer AJ was the one. It was okay. her idea. AJ. So AJ was. Oh, thanks for the shout out. She really, AJ. she really had your back, and we I were like, you know what, y'all. we we got to give you that. Uh, people want to know if you've ever considered, or would you ever consider coaching? That's from Lena. She wants to know if you've <laughs> great, ever coached. Great. No, I do. I do. And I think you know, honestly, um, I went to school to be a teacher. So my first degree was, uh, I, I went through yes. my whole undergrad as, I, I mean, when I say I got all the way to my senior year until the last month, and they told me they said, hey. You have all your credits. <laughs> I went and taught, you know, while I was, you know, playing ball. Everything I had to do to be a teacher to get that undergrad, I did that. The only class I missed through my traveling was Spanish too. And they said, well, look here, you can either come back and graduate or you can take the Spanish too now. Look, I can't take Spanish too now. How can I get out these doors with a, with a diploma? They said, well, we could just say you're going to be a liberal arts uh, major. It still has all the qualifications to be Boom. a teacher. Liberal so arts. take liberal arts and go out these doors with your degree. And if you want to come back and get that Spanish too, it don't matter because you can still be a teacher with liberal arts. So I went to school to be a teacher because I knew coaching might be in my future. I didn't want to be in the one's class, probably teaching kids, which I did a great job at it when I had I had a chance to. I know uh, through my mentor programs yeah, and, and, the, and the things I do with kids outside of you know my everyday walk, 
um, I know I can be that person. But coaching is definitely something I want to, you know, I want to go down that down that line. Right now, it's it's too early for me. Yeah, you got a lot on your plate. But the plate, opportunity lot. when it comes, if it's something that I can't turn turn away from or turn down, I would definitely consider it. Uh, Monica runs a women's football league. She mm-hmm. says, "How do you feel about women playing tackle football?" Uh, I don't. I don't disagree with women having the equal rights to do whatever they want. You know, I think that hey, if they can do it, let them do it. You know, um, I know it's certain leagues that I've watched the lingerie league, and and <laughs> to be honest with like you, a lot I don't I don't know if that's the safest <laughs> you can go because they like to have nothing on. So uh, depends on what league you have, you're in. Pad up, just put on pants, everything, because I don't want to be on there watching you for the wrong reason. <laughs> I don't like watching football with. Butt cheeks out and <laughs> damn your damn your your your, your tatas hanging out, tatas hanging out your bras or whatever it is. I mean, I understand. Hey, you know, you got to track your viewers some kind of way, but uh, I don't know if I'm all for that one. But uh, this may be t- look. If you want to skip this one, it might be too political for you. But uh, Brian wants to know if you were playing today, would you kneel? Uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, Brian, I don't have no reason of talking about that. Uh, I'm all for the guys that that is you know uh, for the cause of just trying to bring what they're trying to uh, bring, you know, um, to, to the awareness of others. I'm all for those guys, the Colin Kaepernick's, the guys who, you know, initially started this thing. I'm all for it. The one thing I have about that is um, what's the appropriate time to do it? I I just feel that once it was addressed, when it was addressed earlier, when sure. it, all, everything got out the door, I feel like enough is enough at times, you know. Don't get me wrong. Stand for what you stand for. I'm all for that. Sure, but sure. But now it's time to go work, you know? Let's find a way that we can, you know, talk about this to get what we're trying to get across settled and 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 really, you know, what I've seen now, because now you see the policemen and, and all the different, you know, um, people of that nature speaking out about it. I feel like we have, we have grown so far from where, where it came from. I just don't like to see it being in, in that negative light. I right, hate the fact right. that if I was in today's game still, and this is and don't don't worry me wrong. If I was in today's game, I, I it would it would be hard for me to be a guy to just be on my knee because I just want to be on my knee and knowing they're gonna just talk about that all day. I want to stand for something, which I stand for what they're standing for. But at the same time, let's do it away from what we're trying to do because I want my mind to be on ball. I want my mind to be on being the best I can right. be out there for my team. So. Um, I think I would be a guy that I probably been all for the nil when it was time. I would have probably nil, and then once it's over, and it's never really been over because it's been brought back to front with the president and his his remarks and his comments. But I just feel like it, to me, this thing is getting old. So we need to find a way where we can solve it and move on from it. Well, I, and by the way, we don't edit on this yeah. podcast. All all airs. Yeah, no but doubt. I think that's a great answer. That's real. I mean, that's real as I could come with. I mean, I just feel like yes, it's appropriate. So if he asks me the question, is it appropriate? I feel like, yes, it was appropriate for them to do that. Sure, yep. And now they got the message out. So now let's go play football. Let's not let it be something that they make a mockery of every week. You know, I hate when they you see the cameras, they just ready, they ready to see something negative right. and say, this guy nailed it, this guy nailed it. You know, I, let's go play football, man, you know, and put that behind us. And then we'll deal with whatever the remarks and the comments later. But as long as we're addressing the situation, I'm all for that. Uh, Jeff wants to know, um, uh, Sean Taylor, RIP, uh, but I would like to know, would Santana, if he if he were still alive, if Sean Taylor were still alive, does Santana think that he would still be a Redskin? No doubt. Really? No doubt. We'd be, he, the, the greatest Redskin ever suited up. You know, um, the team would probably be at the state state where we're at now, you know, when it comes to probably had a lot more 
you know, um, postseason appearances. Sean Taylor meant so much to our secondary. We've been missing that guy. We missed him so much to where now we're starting to get a glimpse of that from Swearinger. I truly believe that Swearinger, I can't say Swearinger is a Sean Taylor, but he has that mojo. You know, he yeah. has that swag. And Sean was a guy, he was soft-spoken. People look at him on the field and they feared him because of how hard he hit you and how he looked at you without saying anything to you. You were just scared of him. But he was a so soft-spoken guy, man, off the field and just cared so much about his daughter and just being right. You know, he was a guy that really had made a change. And, yeah, that you know, story was just heartbreaking. I hate heartbreaking. the fact that he was taken from us so, you know, so soon because it was so much more that he could accomplish, man. It's, I mean, that year alone, he was having his best year. Yeah. And he was hurt. He was laying on the table next to me. I, was, I had a hamstring. He had a knee. And I was getting back out on the field the day, the weekend that he passed, I just got back healthy. Right. And I remember we made our last little, you know, remarks to each other in the training room. And then that day before we went to Tampa, me, him, and Porters, we all sat by each other. They had the same lockers right next to each other. And he basically told us bye. And we like, yeah, we'll see you Monday. See you when we get back. Wow. And that was like, that's why it tore me up so much because. Wow. There's something like very ominous about all that. The like deaths I experienced from family members, loved ones. Yeah, you shed a tear here and there. I mean, you know, let's be honest. But that thing broke me down. Really? It broke me down because that was the first time in life I really felt like, man, you, 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 we neglect what this life is really is to mm. us. We not, we don't appreciate what the true meaning of life is sure. until someone is gone. And I just saw something different about that dude the whole entire week. And for him to be gone, it was like I was getting those signs throughout the week that something was different. So, and yeah. then boom. Oh. So, yeah. you know, and, and so I, it broke me down so much. Till it was years before I can, like, really talk about it without tearing up. You know, like, I'm, I'm cool now because I, I, I really think of great thoughts of him. And yeah. just knowing that, man, he changed a lot in me. He did. He changed a lot in me just because, I mean, I went to the games with just playing. I played because I was gifted, you know, yeah. and I played because I worked so hard and I'm out here doing it. But after he passed, I went to games like, man, this is for somebody who I feel like this team needs right now. Like, we are desperate for a guy, his presence. Sure. And I, sure. Used, to, I used to talk up to him. Like, I, I, talk, I kid you not, we used to be in situations where I knew Sean was with me playing with me. Right. I would literally know that I'm going to field right now. Defense made a stop, and I talked to him. Come with me, bro. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. And I would go out there and make a play, and I just, you know, peek up because I'm like, man, at the end of the day, yeah, I've made plenty of plays in my life, so I know I can make the play. But it was a time when I had to be heroic, yeah. and I needed somebody, and I used to talk to him. Like, man, you know, before every game, hey, I'm playing every year for you. Every the, the, As long as they allow me to lace these cleats up, this is for you. I'm going to go out here and play with that tenacity that I don't give a F about the next person because I knew that's how your mind was. And at the same time, I'm going to walk off here, and when it's all said and done, I'm going to go back to being the guy who I was. He, he was one of those guys that he really put a cape on when he touched the field. He was a wow. different man. Wow. I, you are just, like, so spiritual, motivational. I love it. I'm looking forward to your <laughs> summit. I can't wait. I'm buying a front row seat. Uh, I, I have one last question for you because I think, you know, a lot of people write into this show and, and uh, a lot of people get rejection. You obviously went through it for years. And, and like you said, you know, you had some really difficult moments in your childhood. What's the one thing that you would tell people, you know, if they're looking to become an entrepreneur, if they're looking to become the best in their field? What is that one thing that you think has made you so successful um so so the one thing i would tell people and i tell a lot of the kids this stop looking for someone to tell you what you're going to be 
or, or how you should go get something. Wow. Know what it is you want and go get it. The only way you can go get it is by putting that first foot forward. And to be honest with you, um, I remember it was a time when, and this I'm always relate things to this my career. I remember it was a time where um, when I was playing, I was young, I was in high school, and I sat in the back of the class with these guys, they were upperclassmen, and they said, you know, on the loud, P, you know, the loud PA uh, speaker, they said, hey, football trials tomorrow, la la la, bring your report cards. You can't sign up if you don't show your report card. And I had two guys in the back, and they told me, they say, so I was like, oh, yeah, I got to make sure I bring my report card. The guy heard me whisper that. He like, man, you, you five, I was probably about five, two, not even, <laughs> I was in 10th okay. grade, about five, two. And the guy say, man, what you play? And I say, uh, play receiver. Who you play for? And I was like, I play for Scott Park. He was like, man, you ain't going to do this. And you ain't. And I remember the guys just getting on me. And they was two good dudes that I was real close to. And I'm like, well, you, you'll see. And I've always been that cat that like, man, I don't care about what the hell you talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm bigger than that. I've never been moved by what you tell me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That don't, you're like that don't move tough. me. You know, I'm like, bro, you got to understand what I grew up in and what I saw. You I know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, the things really... I saw. I shouldn't be here today because right. I shouldn't have seen it and be able to live on. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was always moved in a different way, you know, and challenges. I didn't I didn't like them. But when they was presented to me, let's go. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? And that was always it was always quiet. It wasn't nothing to be boasting about. Let's go. He just he just he just added fuel to my fire. You know what I'm saying? And I remember that guy He was on the team and he saw me out there in that uniform. And after two plays of that practice, now I'm his best buddy. He oh told God. me, hey, 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 come here. You come over here and sit over here a little, little town. Hey, boy, y'all saw that boy out there today? And he was, and they just knew it was a different aura. And then there was a couple of guys around me that felt the same way. And they were like, man, we've been knowing that kid since he was yay high. Man, we knew it was going to be that. So I say that because people feel like they have to be, they have to live up to the circumstances that surround them. Right. No, no. that's one of the reasons why me and Carmen do what we do with, you know, our uh, eight, nine ways to give. We want to reach these kids that's already that's distracted from their true destiny. They look at the surroundings and say, look, it's all I got, it's all we gonna have. Mama ain't doing nothing, I gotta go work, and then I can't go out and live my dreams. No, help mama, however you gotta do it, and still pursue those dreams. Still put that foot forward, because if you give in, then you're gonna give in to any and everything that happened to you in life. And that's, just trust me, this life is long and hard. You yes, know, I tell my kids it all the time, is. It is. shit for free out here. Yeah. It ain't nothing for free, you know? That's the so, God's honest. at the end of the day, why should I walk around with my hand out? Go get it. If you want something bad enough, you go get it. And that's what I tell people, man. You can be with anything you want to be in life. Yeah, it's cliche. Everybody, oh, man, I heard that a mean time. But guess what? You ain't been trying. You ain't been trying. And just because you didn't succeed today don't mean you ain't going to succeed two years from now. You wow. know? And everybody look at this world now. It's so, you know, um, Instagram and social media, period, shows you not the, the the true meaning of what it is to go get something. You see people having you like, how do you get it so fast? It's all fake. I want fake. that cartoon. I know, ah, I, I know. That. They be straight here trying to kill themselves not knowing, I'm going to type in and see how he got his success. No, you you wasting time on getting yours. Yep. You wasting time. Right. At the end of the day, look, I'm going to like that picture because, boy, he's doing it. And then I'm going to go out here and pursue mine. 
and do mines, you know? So oh, my God. That's how I, I do it, love man. you. You are like, you have just blown my mind. I knew we would have like a great conversation, but I cannot wait to see where your broadcasting career goes. You're Appreciate just, that. you're so motivational. And I think, you know, for someone to achieve all the success that you have and be so humble and so willing to share what you know, I mean, I could just talk about you all day. I, I think you're awesome. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy man, busy father yeah, you know. um, for being on this podcast. I, thanks for having me. Oh, honestly. my God. I mean, I'm just like so like motivated. I'm ready I, to take really... pizza now. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Paisanos. Big time uh, pieces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely check out the Santana Moss show. As I mentioned, you can find Santana Moss's podcast on iTunes. You guys are on Spotify. You're basically on anywhere and everywhere that yeah. you can download a podcast. Um, we're just so excited for your future. I can't Appreciate wait. You. And like when you're seriously Tony Robbins, you better still come back on this podcast. I want all your secrets. Hey, look, one thing about me, I don't forget nobody. Uh, I guess. Oh I don't my God. Nobody. Thank you so, thank so you, much man. for being definitely, on. Definitely seriously. Honor. It's a pleasure. Um, I do have to thank our sponsors. We have to thank Mervis Diamond. They're amazing. Thank you for sponsoring the Hey Fresh podcast. They are the top place in DC if you're in the market for an engagement ring or, of course, a wedding band. You can go to MervisDiamond.com. They have three locations in the DC area. You can go check them out on K Street, Rockville, and uh, in Tyson's Corner. And then BioClarity. BioClarity has an awesome new deal for all of our listeners. Uh, brand new Floralux is out. If you guys, you've probably heard me talk about it. I found the great clean and green skincare line. It helps naturally for my skin to glow. I love the Floralux because it has chlorophyll, which is all the juicy ingredients that help plants replenish and grow. Uh, they have two different skincare routines as well as masks. So you should pick one up. Their clarifying mask is amazing from BioClarity's Pure uh, Purifier. And then also their clear skin routine and essentials. BioClarity.com. My listeners get 15% off their entire first purchase. Plus shipping is free when you buy a routine. And it comes 100% risk-free money back guarantee. But you need to enter code FRAGE. That's BioClarity.com. Enter code FRAGE. All right, age. I feel like, is there anything else we need to cover? Anything else for Santana Moss? We got to get him some BioClarity. I mean, he already has great yeah, skin, but that. like, you know what? I'll definitely get your routine. <laughs> what do you think? You got more dry skin or like dry? Dry? Man, look, okay, I yeah. I swear, if I don't moisturize, boy, I'll be looking like I'm about to crack up around this thing. <laughs> okay, definitely get you the extra moisturizer. Okay. Let no me have problem. It. Um, we'll definitely put an order in. Uh, you guys have a great week. We'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. See y'all.